ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do. Attitude determines how well you do it. Let's go. You have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Stay tuned today as we will be talking about ability, motivation, and attitude. Let's get right into it. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Today, we'll be getting right into a pretty good topic. Uh, it's kind of on the same line as, you know, attitude of gratitude. But we'll be talking about your ability, your motivation, and your attitude. Um, we know that there's a lot of things in the political uh, area that's going on right now. We're not going to even discuss it. You already know. Everybody's talking about it. So guess what? We're not. <laughs> OK, so, yeah, we're going to start with uh, the first one being um, ability, ability. Each one of us, I believe, has an ability inside of us, even you, even you. You have an ability inside of you. You have skills, maybe life skills, maybe uh, practices, things that you've been taught through the years that have been awesome to you. Maybe you've been mentored. Maybe you've been led. You've been taught a, a something specific that has allowed you uh, to be in the forefront of where it is that you are. Maybe you've uh, you're now a doctor, you know, due to college. Maybe you're a lawyer. Maybe you're an auto mechanic, but you had to go to some type of school to get trained on how to work on various cars. You've learned the electronic side of it. You've learned a lot of different things. So many of us have abilities. We have abilities in our hands. We have ability. We have that oral, uh, that oratorical ability. Some of us have that uh, vision ability. We have that creative ability. Um, many of us just have, you know, different diverse types of abilities. But the question is, we need to know and uh, also understand you've got to know what you're capable, what you are capable of doing because a lot of people have abilities in a bunch of different areas, but they're not capable in another area to be able to handle that. And many of us, we try to um, uh, operate outside of our comfortability. And there's nothing wrong with the comfortability, but you need to be able to have abilities in order to handle what is set before you. And if not, be able to have the mindset to learn, to be trained, to be groomed, to be harnessed, to be developed and, and the mind to listen. <laughs> We've got to listen because a lot of us, we want ability. We want to learn how to do that thing. But then, you know, we get in that that mindset that all of a sudden we think we know it all. When knowing good and well, just three weeks ago, just six months ago, just a year ago, you had no idea what you were talking about. You had no idea the concept. You had no idea what that involved. But then all of a sudden now you've all of a sudden become a professional, a know-it-all. And then you want to begin to tell those that have trained you, those that have mentored you, those that have led you how to do the job or tell them that th that the way that you were trained were wrong. And we have to be able to have that mindset in dealing with our ability that as we're being trained, 
We need to listen. We need to want to uh, and we need to want to and welcome that harnessing. We have to welcome being taught. We have to welcome having a great mind. Sometimes, you know, as we say, you know, we have to listen. Uh, there's a scripture and it talks about we have to be your wise as serpents, as harmless as doves. And many times we're so quick to speak on certain things that we have no idea what we're talking about. And many times that deals with our abilities. There's so many different people who talk about that their abilities in different areas to be able to handle this. And, oh, yeah, I've done this in my past and I've done that. And then when you put their hands to the plow, they can't even push the plow. They don't know what a plow is. They can't pull it. They can't lead it. Or they put their hands to the plow and all of a sudden all they want to do is complain. But then but you said you've handled this before. You said you know how to do this. You said that you know how to handle and operate in that fashion, in that form, how to deal with customers, how to deal with other leaders, how to be a leader and lead others. You said you you can handle all that. So why is it now? And it happens because sometimes we push up our abilities. We, we, we say that we are more than what we are. And truth of the matter is sometimes we're not. So you have to know your abilities. You have to know what you're capable of doing. But then the flip side is also true. Sometimes we say we're, cap- we're not capable of doing things when we really are because we're worried about doing something that is completely outside of our comfort zone because our wheelhouse is typing. Our wheelhouse is writing. Our wheelhouse is standing before people and conversing. Our wheelhouse is communicating. I mean, that's our wheelhouse. That's what we're great at. But when we're asked to sit behind the desk and ask a question or do this or that, something that's completely different than what we're told to do, we're asked to assist another counterpart, another associate, another business manager, another leader, another entrepreneur. We're asked to link up, grab arms, go side by side and help support each other. There's certain things that we're not willing to do because it's outside of our wheelhouse. So you have to understand, yes, you have abilities, but then there are some abilities that are dormant inside of you waiting to be harnessed the question my friend are you willing to harness those abilities are you willing to do more than what you've been doing that what you've been doing because we all haven't um you know really groomed our abilities like we should have and i think it's best that you know what you're capable of future wise okay now the next one motivation in anything, when you're dealing with your, uh, your ability, you have to be motivated. Motivation takes time. Motivation sometimes starts with uh, how you were raised, how you were raised uh, many times with your parents, depend upon your demographic, sometimes where you came from, how you were raised in your home, um, how your parents really kind of led you, how they uh, brought you up in that home whether or not you were given tasks to do. And many times, many people don't have motivation because they were never task driven. And anytime you're task driven um, via goals, via uh, standards set before you, you know, there's a goal, there's an aspiration, there's a timeline, there's a deadline you have to meet. Many of these things cause what is called motivation. Sometimes motivation is uh, uh, given upon you when you didn't want it. For instance, you've heard me say many times, 
in uh, my life and my family um, with me being raised, you know, we were given, we had chores. And some of you, maybe you had chores. We had things that we had to do no matter what. Didn't matter what you thought you had going on. Didn't matter if your friends came over, your buddies came over, wanted to go play, ride the bike. There were chores, there were demands set on your life, whether it was cleaning the kitchen, whether it was doing the dishes, whether it was sweeping the mopping the floor, whether it was cleaning off the cabinets, whether it was dusting, vacuuming, whatever that was, there were certain things that you had to do before you were to go play, before you were to hang out with your friends or whatever. And let me tell you, and if you didn't do it, there were consequences. There were consequences. And if you look at even in today's society, you have um, so many people in this generation that have no motivation at all. No motivation. And a lot of that stems from the simple fact that they were never driven. They were never pushed. There were never any demands upon their life. You know, and now we're living in this generation of um, they believe that uh, the world owes them something. That, yeah, my parents are so-and-so, so I should have this. Well, I'm white, I should have this. I'm black, I should have this. I'm such and such, I should have this. When in actuality, you need to have some motivation. You need to be driven. And a lot of that comes from within. Because it's amazing how people will drive themselves for some things. But the things that they should be uh, driven for, that's in the background. The foreground is the new car. The foreground is money. The foreground is this. And sometimes you have people that want money, but they're not motivated to do anything by it. You have people that want homes, but they're not motivated to get their debt to income ratio right. They're motivated to fix their credit, but they're not um, motivated to, you know, do what it takes to make sure that their credit score goes up. They're not trying to get that debt to income ratio down. They're not trying to pay off those bills. They're, tr- they're letting these tickets pile up. You're letting debt pile up. They're letting all these different things pile up. But yet and still, we want this thing over here because there's no motivation. They want it, but they're not driven to do it. And I tell you what, there's nothing like drive. And many times uh, why people some uh, why people don't succeed, why some do, some don't is because they haven't found their why. Many people succeed because they have found their why to succeed. I want to succeed because my children after me, I want to have a foundation in front of them so they can see that you can do anything. Look what I've accomplished over the past. Look what I've tried to do. Look at my successes. Look at my failures. They haven't found their why. And when you don't find your why, many times you don't reach your potential. You don't reach the success levels that you really want to get to because you have yet to find your why. And my question to you is, what is your why? What is your why? Why is it that you want to be successful? Why is it you went to college? Why is it that you wanted to become a doctor, a lawyer, an entrepreneur, a uh, influencer, a content creator? What was your why? And it's in our whys when we when we discover our potential. It's in our whys when we find that motivation. It's in our whys when we become driven. It's in our whys that we move forward. 
that we get off that the big comfy couch, as we say. We get off of that, that seat of do nothing because we have found our why. And motivation, let me tell you, it, uh, as it says, it determines what you do. Motivation determines what you do because you have a lot of people that say they're motivated, but their actions don't show it. As you know, the saying goes, actions speak louder than words because you can say a whole lot of things, but we don't hear what you do. We see what you do. We don't hear what you say. We watch where you're going. We don't see all the comments. We don't pay attention to all the comments. We look for the results. Motivation. You know, some of us, we talk a good game. But at the end of the day, there's no motivation behind it. There are no results, no skills, no, no harnessing, no push, no drive. I'm here to tell you that in order to do anything, anything great, number one, takes time. Anything great takes ability. And to do anything great, it takes motivation. Just what it is. There's no way around it. You have to have ability and motivation. Because anything you do without motivation, it doesn't go forward. We had a saying that we used to say in the, uh, the warehouse world that with motivation, most things can be overcome with motivation. It's like a train. We use this analogy quite a bit. It's like a train that's on the, that's on the railroad tracks. You put a, a Ford Explorer, an Expedition, or a Navigator, an Escalade, something big, uh, even a Hummer, something along that lines on the tracks. If there's hardly any mo- motivation behind the train, there's hardly anything behind it, and the train's not moving, the train's really not going to get far by starting up with that car on the tracks. However, let that car come across the tracks when the train is already moving. It's already got that motivation. It's already got that wheelhouse going. And I mean, it's moving down the tracks at X amount of miles per hour and still picking up steam because of motivation, because it's been motivated. And as we continue and keep developing that motivation, next thing you know, when we hit that wall, when we hit that vehicle, when we hit that SUV, when we hit that obstacle, nine times out of 10, you're going to pop, you're going to plow through it because you had motivation going for you already. But when you have obstacles in your tracks and you haven't started yet and you have no drive and you have no determination and you have no motivation, you're most likely going to be stuck right there on the tracks waiting for somebody to move your obstacle, waiting for this thing to be removed, waiting for it to be alleviated because you didn't have any motivation to begin with. So I encourage you, if you're stuck in an area and you're trying to find um, that motivation, you're trying to find that drive, my suggestion to you is first discover what is your why. And when you find your why, when you really figure out my why is because of my parents, my why is because of my children, my why is because of my family, my why is because of insurance, my why is because of succession, my why is, my why is passing down the mantle to the next generation, my why is mentorship, 
My why is being able to hand out and give more jobs. My why is to give back to the community. My why is to support my local church or ministry. My why, once you realize what your why is, there's nothing you won't overcome because you discovered your why. All right. So next one, attitude. (laughs) Attitude determines how well you do it. So you've got your ability going for you. You finally discovered your motivation. And now you're at attitude. Hmm. Why is attitude important? Well, I tell you what, I'm glad you asked. Because if you have a bad attitude, (laughs) if you have a bad attitude, you can't listen to nobody because of your attitude. If you got a pop off attitude, you know, that attitude, mm, 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 you know what I'm talking about? Well, anytime I have new employees that come, the first thing I do is I take them by the hand. I mean, not hold their hand, but really, I really take them under my arms. And the first thing I do is after doing my general meeting with the whole team with the whole squad and give out uh, all the directives that need to happen for that day. I let them go to work and then I take these new employees under my wing and we go for a walk. Exactly. That's what we do. We go for a walk. So here I walk these uh, potential uh, potential candidates off and we're having a conversation. And again, like I said, all of them during this particular time, they're all African-American. And I first say to him, I said, first of all, welcome aboard. I appreciate you coming in and giving our business the uh, appropriate amount of time and your, uh, your work ethic and your integrity and all the different things and what you're going to bring to the table. So here's what we do here in this particular section of the business. Here's what I'm responsible for. And here's what your jobs are going to be. So I'm giving out all these different things. And one of the gentlemen said, you know, uh, I'm so happy that, um, you know, I'm working for you. And I said, uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming. And he said, yeah. He said, yeah, because, you know, a lot of times and he went into the whole other race thing, you know, and I listened and I told him, I said, you know, I get it. I get that happens. You know, talking about, you know, how treatment is sometimes I said, but you have to understand this. I said, I want you to know right now, you know, I've been through it and I understand it. I said, but I also want you to understand that just because you look like me, just because in certain ways we may talk alike or might have some of the same musical preferences. We may, we may not. Maybe we have some of the, maybe the same dynamics because uh, our ancestors have gone through some of the same things. Don't think for one minute that I'm not going to hold you accountable though. He's like, he's like, really? Wait, what do you mean by that? I said, because here's the thing, regardless of who you are, black, white, red, brown, whatever that is. If the mandate is to learn this particular job function, if the mandate is for you to be on time by said time, if the mandate is for you to give a hundred percent every day, If the mandate is for you to strive for excellence, not perfection, but excellence, I'm going to hold you to that. 
because a lot of times we see us and then we think we can get over. I said, and I'm not that guy. I said, because one thing I understand every place that I've ever gone into, I've had to work harder just to prove that I was just as good, even though I might've been better, but I had to work harder just to prove that I belong just harder to prove that I belong with you, that I can talk with you, discuss with you, work harder to prove that I had the same skills. So I don't expect nothing less than your best when you come here. Well, what do you mean? Well, I said, well, here's the deal. We need to work together. If there's ever a problem, I have an open door policy. I will talk to you. I'll discuss with you. I said, matter of fact, I will even work side by side with you. If you're struggling in a certain area, I say, you can come get me, ask one of my supervisors, come get me. I will work alongside with you to help you develop and become the person that you need to be. Are you serious? I said, yes, I do believe in sweating myself if I have to. If I got to sweat, if I got to change clothes, got to put on a different shirt, whatever that case may be in order, because at the end of the day, the goal is to get the job done and I have to work alongside with you. That's what I have to do. And part of that attitude is called humility. Because, you know, anytime you come from somewhere and you've worked your way up, sometimes you've got to go back down. Not because you have to, because you want to. To prove to somebody else that even though I'm here, I was here too. And I was here. And I was also over there. And that I might have done that thing. I might have done that task. I might have done that job. But the most important thing is people, you have to be relatable to people. You have to know the people that work for you. So yes, we had this discussion. We went through it. You know, some people lasted, but then there were some of them that the first thing, every time something came up, well, you don't understand, you know, you're not even black. You're not even really, you know, and and it went that way because I'm one of those people that number one, if you have it, if you have an issue, Hey, tell me what that, what those issues are. If it's a family problem, let's talk about it. How can I work with you with your schedule? How can I make sure you have the appropriate time off to handle those emergencies? How can I help you do what it is that you need to do in your private life? So that way, when you come to your professional life, you can just flourish. But when I do all I can to help you, and then you're still looking for a handout after I've done all I can to help you, but then you won't hold in, hold up your end of the bargain. Your attitude is not right. Your integrity is not right. Your motivation is not right. And then on top of that, you end up affecting your ability. Because all of us have to have some type of attitude in anything that we do. It's not going to always be a great attitude. Because trust me, there's going to be some times when people will test your patience. People will come and, you know, uh, have an attitude over the phone, maybe for, you know, for those of you, especially if you, if you have a customer service background and you're on the phone and dealing with customers, you're a salesman dealing with customers, you're a CEO dealing with customers, or you're getting phone calls because you, the person that's supposed to be handling customers, not doing a good job. So you end up getting the phone call and you have to figure out how can I settle down this customer? How can I keep this customer? Let's take care of them first. And then once I get them to a point to where they're good and I haven't lost this customer. Now I've got to go deal with the employee that's not doing their job. That has a bad attitude. You know, sometimes that even happens in your, your houses of worship. 
<laughs> Those of you that know, many of you that have even before this whole lockdown, even before the pandemic, have gone to houses of worship. And let me tell you, people will join your ministry, will join your church or not at the door before they even come in. Why? Because it starts with these greeters and the ushers. If they have a poor attitude, if they have a bad attitude, if they have, mm, well, no, we're not going to do all that. And we just going to, when they have, when you have that type of attitude, people are like, mm, is this what the church is really about? Is this is what this place is really about? I don't want to come back. And many times you will lose people in the beginning because of the attitude of how they were treated. And in your attitude, you have to understand, and I say this all the time, if you ever want to go to higher heights, you have to also learn to go to deeper depth. It's a duality that you have to have within you. As we say, the, the, um, the fastest way up is going down. And that means humbling yourself because you can be just as skilled as you want to be. You can be just as motivated as you want to be. But if you have a poor attitude, if you have these, this classic, iconic, cocky attitude, arrogant attitude, no one will ever want to be around you. They don't want to learn from you, won't want to work with you, don't want to support you, don't want to hold on to you, don't want nothing because of the attitude. If you always are one that has to take over a conversation and it's got to be about you and everything about what you're doing, or better yet, you are so busy supporting yourself that you don't have the time to support anybody else. You don't have the, the time to link arms with anybody else to work together, to build together, to grow together, to touch together. Or better yet, you're bringing in all these resources for yourself to build you up, but then you don't give back. You're not giving back to your community You're not giving back maybe to your ministry and maybe not giving back to your household, maybe back, maybe not giving back to others who are trying to get to where you are and you have yet to give back because your attitude is terrible. I listen to quite a few people that talk about that when you are growing, when you are trying to build, even when you've gotten to a certain point, you know, if you think about it, even on your Instagram, Facebook, people will like your comments, they will do a hard or maybe even give you a comment. But when you are, when you have such the attitude to where you can't even reply back to those that are helping you grow, <laughs> yes, they're helping you grow. They're helping you bring in more revenue. They're helping you get more looks. They're helping you get more likes. They're helping you get more in this particular atmosphere of social media. But you are so focused on self that you refuse to go back, humble yourself and say, by the way, thank you for the follow. Thank you for the like. Much appreciated. Stay tuned. I appreciate it. By the way, what do you do for a living? How can I help you? And how can I, when you are so focused on you and not on the people that are helping you, you think about it, even in your business. I know as I was talking about those others, I took the, also took the time to find out, Hey, so tell me about yourself. Tell me what you're interested in. So what do you do outside of work? When you're not working, when you're not doing your thing here, what do you do? Do you have a, do you have a, another job? Do you have a, uh, something that you're trying to grow? Do you have something that you're trying to build? Are you married? Do you have kids? Do you such a, because I want to know the people that work with me because I've learned I'm only as good as the people that work for me. 
no matter how good you think you are. Yes, they grow from you. I get it. But at the same time, when you have a team that helps you look good and you refuse to even acknowledge the team that worked for you, you refuse to uh, know the team that works for you, you refuse to understand their giftings and their callings that work for you, that tells a lot about your attitude because it's only in that that you can actually know where you're going. You have to have the ability, the motivation, and most of all, the attitude because without a proper attitude, anything you do in life will fail. It's having a good attitude that'll help you stay longer, be welcomed longer, invited more, push more, and more people will link up with you, will help you because they love your attitude. I'm Sean, your host. Thank you for listening to the I'm Dealing With broadcast. Stay tuned for more episodes up and coming. And as always, be blessed.